Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I said, are y'all ready to get to the word tonight? Come on, lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith. It's new, so we got to pay attention to the screen. Come on, say it with me. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us tonight. Do what you do. Have your way. Move by your spirit. We're open and we're ready to receive. What do we make to this declaration to you? On the first Sunday of this year, we made it clear that we are not going to have to come into church in this building nor online and have to be stirred up, but we're coming stirred. We're coming on 10. We're coming on fire. And so tonight, God, we let you know we are ready to receive. We are ready to break open the sword of truth and the bread of life. The word is sharper than a dual-edged sword. That means that it cuts us to advance and it also cuts us to make us better and change us. It's the bread of life, which means it's how we move, it's how we breathe, it's how we live, it's how we keep it moving. When people say, how do you keep going? I got one response, Jesus, because in the beginning was the word. And the word was God and became flesh and dwelt among us. Which means when I receive your word, I'm receiving you. When I do your word, I'm obeying you. When I do your word, I'm honoring you. And so tonight, God, somebody say, God, I'm ready. We need direction for this next 12. And we believe with every fiber of our being that our January will be better. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. It will be better than the last. It will outdo the last. In Jesus' name, I need you to put a shout in this atmosphere right there. Come on, Denver. Come on, Chicago.
Chicago. Come on, Canada. Come on, Miami. Your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Somebody shout, I believe that. Let's go to work. So the series we're doing this year is Set It Off. Or to start this year is Set It Off. That's our theme for this year. Set it off. Somebody say, I'm setting it off. 2021 is the year you set it off. And I taught you that meant to do a few things. Number one, it means to start a journey. There's some things in your life that were on hold that are coming off hold in 2021. There's some journeys that you wanted to take that you were too scared to take. That this is going to be the year you're bold enough to take. There was some stuff you said, I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the education. I don't have the background. I don't have the experience. I don't have the money. I don't have the blank. But this is going to be the year you start the journey. I need you to act like this is going to be the year that you waited to get to your whole life. I need you to act like you really ain't lived yet until you got to 2021. And 2021 is going to be the year you set this you set this thing off. The devil should have had you when you when he had you. He should have got you when he had you out in the world. He should have got you before you found harvest. He should have got you before you found Jesus. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but it's too late now. Say, I'm starting it this year. means to start a journey then it means to call someone to start doing something and I taught you um, from Abraham that God tells Abraham he says sacrifice your son Isaac the one I promised you and the one you prayed for wow that's deep I want you to give me back what you prayed for and what I promised you because I can never let the promise be more important than the promiser you missed it. The promise can never be important than the one who promised. In other words, there are certain things in your life that God says, I will give it to you and then I'll, it'll seem like I want it back just to make sure that you have it. It does not have you. And for some of you, you passed the money test in 2020, which is why this year God will not hold anything back from you. Because you proved that you had money, but money didn't have you. You proved that you could have stuff, but stuff did not have you. Matter of fact, you got so detached from material things that you said, my life is worth more than cash, cars, and clothes. Baby, I want to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. I want to walk in my purpose. I want to walk in my assignment. To start a journey. To call someone to start doing something. So he promises Abram a son. His name is Isaac. It's the one he prayed for, the one he promised him. And he, God says, listen, I want you to sacrifice him. I want you to take him up the mountain and sacrifice him. So Abram goes on a journey with his son Isaac, and they walk up one side of the mountain. As he sets it off, on the other side of the mountain, God sets off a ram. Because what God said is, I need to know that I have you, and what I give you doesn't have you. I need to know that you got married, but that marriage is, doesn't have you. Uh-uh, y'all miss me right there. See, because if you make them your God, I got to take that thing down. And for some of you, your stuff had to fail because you got with somebody and you made them your God. And they were more important than the God you said you loved. And so he had to shut it down because he said, listen, I will have no other idols before me. And since you made an idol out of him, an idol out of her, I had to shut that down. But for some of us in the building, there's some stuff God had to shut down in the past. But in 2021, God says, you ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. So Abram is walking up the mountain. And God says, I need to know that you have Isaac. Isaac doesn't have you. I need to know you're not consumed by the stuff I give you. I need, you to, know, I need to know that you're not using me just to get a come up. 
I need to know that when you say, Lord, I love you, that you really love me. I need to know that when you say more than anything, that it really is more than anything. See, there's some of us that, watch me, we've gotten to this place in our walk with God that where we can truly say, Lord, I love you. Why? Because our love for God has been tested. Our love has been tested. Why? And it didn't come from him. It came from people. Let's talk. It came from people. And our issues with people sometimes can make you have an issue with God. And how do you know you love them? Because you said, I'm not letting nobody get in between me and I know that I love him. I know that I love him, that I love him, that I love him, that I love him. Why? Because what's important to him has been made important to me. So he's walking up the mountain. On the other side, there's a ram walking towards him. Check this out. Every time he steps, the ram steps. Every time he steps, the ram steps. Every time you step, somebody else is stepping. Every time you bust a move, God's got somebody else busting a move. Every time you move closer to it, something moving closer to you. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop, is that this year when you set it off, you're going to call someone to start doing something. Because that's what set it off means, to call someone to start doing something. So every time that Abram made a move, then the ram made a move toward him. How do you know that? Because they ended up at the same place at the same time, right when it was time to sacrifice the ram. And Abram ends up naming that place Jehovah Jireh. Jireh actually is not a name of God, it's a place in God. See, we call him Jehovah Jireh, but Jehovah Jireh is actually not really a name for the Lord. Uh, Jehovah Jireh is a place in the Lord. What does that mean? He created places before people, so when people get in the right place, the places provide. And in 2021, you're about to be in the right place at the right time, and the place you're in is about... I hope you ain't sitting next to a hater. I hope you sit next to somebody that's ready to see you take off. I hope you sit next to somebody that's ready to see you set it off. So when Abraham gets in the right place, because every step he made in obedience, the ram stepped towards him. When he gets in the right place, the Bible says that he's got the sword. He's laid out Isaac on the table, and he's ready to sacrifice. And for a moment, parent, just consider the depth of what God asked him to do. Many people, watch me, you will say no just at the directive. And in 2021, God says, there are some things I will instruct, and it will come by way of a message. And God says, and if you tell me no at the directive, that's as far as you go. Because for some of you, your biggest seed is going to come out of your hands in January. And you're like, God, I can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? He said, if you don't want to follow the directive, then you can stay right there. But you shouldn't have asked me to make you great. You shouldn't have asked me to get the glory out of your life. You shouldn't have asked me to bless you. Because when you ask me to do that, I'm going to ask you to sacrifice something. So he pulls his hand back. And as he pulls his hand back and he's ready to sacrifice Isaac, an angel of the Lord shows up. Stop. This is why faithful church attendance is important. Because if all you got was the sacrifice message, you will never hear the message that says stop. You miss me. 
The original instruction God gave him says sacrifice. But if Abraham got arrogant and stopped being consistent in listening, stopped being consistent in listening, stopped being consistent in listening, he would have taken the sword back and he would have slaughtered Isaac and been mad at God for something God said. Had you been at church, you would have heard that I said stop. I feel like preaching tonight because the Bible says when his hand went back that the angel of the Lord said, stop, Abram, I just wanted to know you loved me. Now that I know that you love me, don't worry about killing Isaac. Don't worry about sacrificing Isaac. Don't worry about giving up the house. Don't worry about giving up the job. Don't worry about giving up the blank. I just wanted to know that you would. And now that I know that you would, there's a ram that's over there that got caught up in a bush and every step you took in obedience that ram was walking toward you somebody say something big is moving toward me uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. y'all playing with me open your mouth please in this building and say it online you type it say something big is moving toward me yeah it's gonna be so big it's gonna blow your mind boo it's going to be so big, it's going to blow your mind, sir. It's going to be so big, it's going to blow your mind, daughter. It's going to be so big, it's going to blow your mind. How do you know? Because I just have to compare what's ahead of you to the hell that you've been through. And if God didn't intend to do something big for you, you wouldn't have dealt with a big obstacle. You wouldn't have dealt with a big Goliath. Your battles, your battles reveal the size of the blessing. If your battle's a little, then your blessing is little. But when your battles make you say, how in the heaven, hell, and earth am I supposed to deal with this? That means God says, if you handle this, if you handle this, Bishop, give me some proof in scripture. No problem, Bob. Let's go to David. David, you're a 16-year-old boy, and your brothers talk about you because y'all got different mamas. Your brothers talk about you because y'all got different mothers and they always think you're trying to do too much. What they don't understand is what's grand about you is why I'm about to give you the throne. They keep calling you, you just so grand. You just do too much. You just doing all of that. You think you something. What they don't understand is, is that I have to have that mentality because you gonna be serving the throne I sit on. And for some of y'all, I need you to stop letting the opinions of sheep mess with you as a lion. I ain't never seen a lion worried about what a sheep thinks of. So David has to fight a Goliath. He's got to deal with a Goliath, and Goliath is huge. Goliath is literally a giant, and he's got to fight Goliath. Now, check this out. He's a 16-year-old boy, and even the king, Saul, he does not want to fight Goliath, which means there are some battles that God says you will fight because somebody else got out of the way, and if you set this off, what I wanted to do for them, you're going to get your stuff and their stuff. You're going to be so glad you didn't quit. You're going to be so glad that you picked up an extra shift. I don't know who that's for. You're going to be so glad. Somebody say, I'm about to be real glad. So, so, so he's fighting this giant. He's fighting this giant. And as he's fighting this giant, he takes Goliath down. The Bible says that he takes Goliath's sword and he chops that dude's head off. I like him because that is a gangster move. How you take that man's sword and chop that man's head off? Watch me. In other words, watch me. Y'all ready for this? If you don't shout, I'm leaving. You ready? Here it is. God says, in 2021, you're going to use the weapon they brought to you. You're going to use them talking about you. You're going to use them coming against you. I'm about to use your weapon, trick. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
Open your mouth and say, I'll use my enemy's weapon. You're going to use their weapon. So here it is. Here it is. Set it off. <laughs> start a journey. Call someone to start doing something. Then it means to cause a series of things to occur. In other words, one thing can change what? Everything. So we looked at Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And I taught you uh, on New Year's Eve and Sunday to set it off spiritually first so situations don't scare you. When you're good spiritually, you're not worried about no situation. How do I know that your spirituality is off? Because you're worried about situations. When your spirituality is on point, when your spirituality is right, you'll look at a situation and say, look, that's a mess. But all I know is my God shall supply all my need. You'll look at what happened in the nation and people say, I'm just so worried. You'll say, that's a mess. But all I know is that no weapon that's formed against me will be able to prosper. And I don't care who's sitting in that house. All I know is my house is next now and forever my God can't be voted in so you can't vote him out he's a king baby he's not a president so look Ezekiel 37 and 1 and the hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord so he set it off spiritually first so the situations did not scare him and I showed you the scripture 1 Corinthians 14 and 12 strive to excel in building up the church he says this is how you excel in your spirituality see it's one thing to think to have this together but this is never as strong as this That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, they said, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. Then he says, the second is like it. They only asked him what one, the greatest commandment was. But he says, I can't separate one from the other. Which means I can't be sloppy with people and call myself a Christian. I can't be a racist and call myself a Christian. Because I cannot extricate my love from God for my love from people. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I can't judge other people because I don't like what they do and not pay attention to what I'm doing. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said you can't separate the two. He says, so you asked me the greatest commandment, but you, you literally cannot separate the two. So if you got people problems, that means there's also something wrong with your God connection. Now, that don't mean you got to hang out with everybody. Let me be clear. That don't mean you got to fellowship with everybody. Some people you need to bless and step. Hey, how you doing? I rebuke a messy spirit. You got to be careful for messy people. Because in the name of Christianity, they trying to get all up in your business. So they, I, I rebuke a messy spirit. You hear me? I rebuke a messy spirit. Alright, listen. Alright, listen. So what are those five T's? How do, I, how do I excel in building up the church? How do I excel at building up the church, which is the, the, strengthen, the strengthening of my spirituality? The first is your what? Time. It's faithful church attendance, all right? All right? And it means not just being, if you can be in the building, be in the building. If you can watch online, watch online. Uh, as much as you can be in the building, be in the building. You and I both know there's a difference. For those of you that have been in here, 
What amazes me is our digital harvesters will fly for 10 hours to be in here for an hour and a half. For everybody in Denver, let that be a rebuke to you that you live here and you got people that will hop on planes, trains, and automobiles to get here in the middle of a pandemic and come in with a mask and say, I'm staying for both services. Listen, I'm going to be here for the 915, the 1115, and I'm going to need Bishop to do a meet and greet. So in Denver, if you can be in the building, be in the building. In Atlanta, when we move forward, uh, if you can be in the building, be in the building. For those of you online, you're online. Faithful church attendance, which means not just putting it on while you're frying your fish. But setting aside the time to be engaged. Because, see, don't, con don't confuse your presence with being present. There's a lot of people who have presence in your life, but they're not present in your life. Only time they want to say something to you is when you've done something good so they come get some credit. All right, next, your talent. That's serving in church, all right? You have gifts, talents, skills, and ability that you can use to serve. How do you do that at Harvest, Bishop? I can, you can do it digitally or physically, and you can Harvest You as your next step. Some of you, tonight after church, you need to go register for Harvest You. You can take it online. It's, it's being updated, but you can take the existing version right now, and you need to start serving. You say, well, Bishop, I, I don't know how I can be used. See, that's the thing. See, you don't know how you are to be used. That's why you're not your shepherd. The chair does not dictate to the maker of the chair, this is how you use me. The chair maker says, this is how you use me. So when God makes you, God makes you, he forms you, he gives you experiences, he gives you skills, he gives you talents, he gives you abilities, and then he'll put you in a place with somebody that knows what to do with chairs. I need you to just open your mouth and say, I'm in the right house. Come on, say it like you mean to say, I'm in the right house. Say, with the right shepherd for the right time. All right, time, talent, thirst. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. What did I say to us? I said, the moment church starts, the moment I hit that door, we on there. Why? Because we do not have time this year to boil the water. You're supposed to do that in 2020. This year, you got to come in boiling. You got to come in on fire. And you say, well, Bishop, I had a rough day. Let me tell you how you deal with that. As you're walking in the building, say, Father, now you know I had a rough day today. Lord, you knew I had some stuff going on today that made me want to snap, crackle, and pop. But I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I've been waiting all day to log on. I've been waiting all day to get in this building. Why? Because I know you're about to speak some life into me. That's why Harvest don't preach sermons. We give life-giving messages. Why? Because you need some life spoken into your life. Time, talent, thirst, prayer, praise, and worship. All right, I encourage you not to miss prayer this year. All right, it's on Monday nights, 7 o'clock mountain to 8 o'clock mountain. That's time it is now. All right, and we give you a replay for prayer. And I'm going to be adding a lot of extra prayer days and all that kind of thing. I encourage you not to miss that. Here's the next thing. Treasure, that's your faithful tithing. That's the first 10% off the top of anything you get. Somebody say off the top. And giving. Your tithe belongs to God. Your giving is how you see increase. Hear me. It's amazing to me that in the midst of a pandemic, I'm talking to people, and I'm even talking to pastors, and they're telling me stories, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, I don't have nothing negative like that to share. Because the people of Harvest have been taught to be faithful givers. And their testimonies, our testimonies, are that while 11 million others are being shut down, God's opening up. That even for those that had to go on unemployment, they get more done with that. 
Our testimony is that we're prospering in the middle of a pandemic. Please open your mouth and say, I'm prospering in a pandemic. Because we're faithful givers, and I will not apologize for teaching us to do that. Then testimony, that's inviting others. Everybody you meet is a target. Everybody you meet. On the bus, on, on the light rail, on, 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 where are you at? At Popeye's? At, 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 at KFC? Wherever you meet, let me tell you what you do. You get you some invite cards. And what you do is it's an exchange. It's an exchange. Now, I don't need one. You, it's an exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. So you're like, hey, how you doing? Bam. Hey, how you doing? Bam. And listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you the spirit you're going to confront for those of you in Denver. Ah, oh, nah, nah. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You're going to take it. Now, what you do with it is on you. But you're going to take this up out of my hand. What you do when you walk away, that's between you and God. But I will not, the Bible says that the messenger will be held accountable and the blood will be on his hands if he has the opportunity to warn and does not. Which means everybody I meet, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, racially ambiguous. Young, not as young, don't call yourself old. Uh-uh, now just say, that's wisdom. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And if you're mad there's some grazers growing in, you better get you a, 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 a what's it called, just for men. Or what's it called? It? That's what it called. <laughs> just, listen, get you a crayon, do something, just draw it on a mark or something, I don't know. Because the Bible says he'll renew your youth like the eagle. Which means for you, as you age, you look younger. As you age, you actually are stronger. As you age, your body will actually produce better for you. I rebuke everything in your bloodline. Hey, that says that as you age, you deteriorate. I pray that you will be like Caleb. Caleb says that I'm 80 years old and I'm just as strong today as I was 40 years ago. Give me this mountain. Somebody say, as I age, I get better. Prophesy over yourself. Say, I'm like a fine wine. I get better over time. I'm just telling you, and you'll go look at the pictures and say, that's something, because I look older back then than I do now. Why? Because when I started putting God first, he began to reverse even my aging process. That's why when you went to the doctor and they said, look at your body, your cells look like a younger person. All right. <laughs> he set it off spiritually first. Then he set it off in his situation. Here it is. We're getting into the word now. He set it off in his situation. Say spiritual first, situation second. Most of us reverse it. We go to situation, then we try to get spiritual. Can't do that. I get spiritual so when I get to my situation, I know what to do. See, prayer doesn't replace action. Prayer tells me what actions to take. All right, now look at this. Look, look at the next part. And he set me down. This is God. And God set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. In other words, what did God do? God prepared a table. Somebody say, he prepared a table. 
Uh-huh. He prepared a table, and he was in the valley, and it was full of what? Bones. And what did we learn? Those bones were very dry. You know what's interesting about that? Psalm 23 and 5 says this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Which means when Ezekiel was surrounded by the dry bones, the bones represented enemies. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes my forward progress. So when he had to deal with pain, the pain was opposing his forward progress. Because you remember I taught you bones there had a few different definitions. Do you remember? Bones meant self. Bones meant the same. Bones meant pains. Bone meant strength and wood. In other words, those are things that represented enemies, things that opposed his forward progress. And what's amazing is that God is the one that prepares that table. Could it be that the people you've been rebuking, he actually, give me a chair. Could it be that the people you've been rebuking were people he actually, move quickly please. Thank you, let me have another one. Could it be that the people that you've been rebuking, that he actually wanted to sit there? Sit down. Let me have another person come sit down over here. <laughs> you ready? Say, he prepared a table for me. Say, but there's some guests. These guests aren't friends. These guests are enemies. How do I know God's about to do something? When I look around me, I see more enemies than I do. What's the enemy? Anything that opposes my forward progress. Here it is. He says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Enemies there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it has some specific meanings. The first is affliction. Say affliction. In other words, it means, it means I'm going through something. Then it means to besiege. Besiege has an interesting definition. Because when you think of besiege, we think of somebody running up on you, right? Right? All right, we think of somebody running up on you. Y'all know I got my props. Okay. I think of somebody running up on you. Check out what besiege means. Besiege means to be suddenly bombarded with criticism. Besiege means to suddenly be bombarded with people critiquing what they could never construct. They got all kinds of opinions about what you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that, but they ain't paying for nothing. And be careful that you don't consult cursed people about how to be blessed. Because that's who besieges you. I don't know why you're praying. I don't know why you're giving. I don't know why you're serving. I don't know why you're doing this. You've just been besieged. Then look at this next definition of enemies. To distress. Stress. Yeah, stress. What's stress? Pressure. What's pressure? You know pressure because most of you, you can feel stress in your body. Your body reveals your pressure. Interestingly enough, there's a study that suggests that where you feel the pressure is indicative of the pressure you feel. What do you mean? If you feel it in your shoulders, you feel like you have to carry things. If you feel it in your lower back, you feel like you have no support. It's an interesting study. Interesting study. Interesting study. If you feel it in your neck, you feel like you can never get your vision completed. <laughs> All right. It's a study. It, it, it's a hypothesis, would you? Now, check this out. It, distress. It's pressure. He says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of affliction, in the presence of being besieged, being ran up on. 
Let me translate. Ran up on. Uh, run up on me. Ran up on. Come over here so they can see you on the stage. Come over here. You just minding your business, giving God glory, love God, love people, love life, dun, dun, dun. love God, love people, love life. And then all of a sudden, somebody running up on you. And they're running up on you with some mess. They running with some mess, trying to pull you in some mess. So then you'll be in distress. And I need you to let everybody know this year, I ain't putting up with nothing from nobody. I I need you to lay your hands on yourself. So I ain't going to be able to do that this year. I ain't going to be able to do it. You come to me. Thank you, Donna. You come to me with some mess, and I promise you, I'm going to help you get an understanding. You come to me talking about people I love. I promise you, I'm going to help you get an understanding. You come to me talking about my pastor. I promise you, I'm going to help you get an understanding. You come to me talking about one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I promise you, I'm going to help you get an understanding. You come to me talking about my God. I promise you, you're going to know that he's real. Run tell that. Affliction, besiege, distress. Here's this next one. Here's this next one. Uh-oh. Here's this next one. Put those on her. Here's this next one. Here's this next one. Reasons to stop. That's what enemy means here. Anything that opposes your forward progress, that's affliction, besieging, Distress or gives you a reason to stop. Now, those look like handcuffs. All right, t t turn, put them up. There you go, there you go, put them up. All right, go camera two. Get a close up on those, please. All right, look. You see that? Wow. Those look like, oh, how's she gonna get out of that? They got her. They won't let her out. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. These aren't real. Your reasons to stop aren't real. Your reasons not to keep pressing are not real. Your reasons to throw in the tap. Lock her back up. Lock her back up. Lock her back up. So yeah, I just feel like I can't do nothing. I just feel like I can't go nowhere. I just feel so stuck. I, I, just, I just feel stuck, Bishop. I just feel stuck. I, I just can't get out. I can't get out. Click the little thing. No, let her do it. Oh, wait a minute. You went from having a reason to stop to having a reason to set this joker off. And I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice that every reason you had to stop is about to be your reason to set it off. It's not real. I don't even need a key because they're not real. I don't need prayer for that. I need to make a decision. And you shall decide a thing and it shall be established. Why are you praying about what you can just do? Now that doesn't mean you should do without prayer. There are certain things you pray. i just trying to figure out if I'm supposed to forgive them or not. I, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Just do it. Lock it back up. Because this is what happens to a lot of people. You have a lot of reasons to stop. You're locked up. They got her. Locked She's locked up. Locked up. Now, now, here's the deal. Let the other one off. Okay. All right. Now, here's the deal. All right. Here's the deal. Now, you're out of that one, right? Take the, take the other one off. All right. Oh, wow. All right. You, 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 wow. Okay. Put them on the table. Here's the problem. Because you haven't been spiritual, you don't know, to, you don't know what to do with no struggle. 
I'm going to say it again because y'all miss me. Since you used to being in dysfunctional relationships and now you're not in a dysfunctional relationship, you don't know what to do with peace. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight because you're used to having so many people around you. You have to defend yourself around. Now that you got some people that will fight for you, you start stuff with them because you don't know what to do without a struggle. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, but I'm setting it off this year. Give me the verse. So here it is. Then it means narrow places. All right, Tony, get in the box. Well, now you be figuring out other stuff. Come on. Get in the box. You'll get it in a minute. You'll catch it. Get in the box. Get in the box. No, get, 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 get in the box now. Go on now. You'll be frying fish in the morning. Get, get in the box. See, 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 what the enemy is trying to do for some of you all is you're bigger than the narrow place he's trying to put you in. You was trying to stick into a zip code. Man, you bigger than a zip code. You were trying to stick to a city. You're bigger than a... You would keep running with them people you grew up with. You've outgrown them. You look like a fool trying to fit in this little box. People say think outside of the box. I got a better idea. There is no box. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. A.K.A. bones. All of that. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my bones. Whose bones? Ezekiel's bones. But I need you to look at the next part because this is what I'm about to do in a minute. But I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about who you have sitting at the table. Can I tell you something? God didn't take the enemy you prayed for him to take out. Out. Because he wants them to have a front row seat. Yeah, they don't like your page, but they watch your page. Yeah, they ain't going to comment on nothing, but they watch it. Because God says, you're about to wish you never mess with my son. That you never mess with my daughter. So look. So look. So look. You've anointed and refresh my head with oil. <laughs> Open that. You've anointed and refreshed my head with oil. Wait a minute. You have anointed and refreshed. If I listen, head there in Hebrew means the beginning. It's the beginning of a brand new year. And in a moment, I'm about to anoint everybody up in here. And for those of you in my digital family, you can order yours online. Somebody say, he's anointing me with fresh oil. So, give me a towel. Give me a towel. All right. All right. So, watch. Watch. So, you're anointing. Move quickly, please. You're anointing. Come on. Y'all got to get the spirit to set it off. All right. You anoint my head with oil. So, so watch this. Right, you're going to catch it. I'm going to anoint his head with oil. And you're going to catch it. And you're going to catch it. Check this out. Why is he anointing my head? Because I'm not going to lose my mind at this table. 
What's the anointing oil? It breaks the yokes. What's a yoke? It's a connection to something I don't need to be connected to. See, last year you lost your mind for a little minute. You were sitting in your car crying. You was in the bathroom crying. You were laying on your bed saying, God, why me? But this year you don't have time for that because this is going to be the year you set it up. So at the beginning of the year, what are we doing? We're going to anoint your... We're going to anoint you with oil and you're going to be refreshed. Somebody say, I'll be refreshed. And then he says, then he says, rub it in, rub it into his head. It's good for you. He says, and for this reason, my cup overflows. What does that mean? Everything God serves me, with the cup, everything God serves me, the truth is, it's in a place of overflow. He makes sure I'm well fed. He makes sure everything I need, he provides. He makes sure that my cup, somebody say my cup, overflows. Which means you could be sitting right next to somebody else that's not handling this the right way. And their cup is in depletion. But your cup will be in. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you ain't going to run out of the finances you need. You're not going to run out of the energy you need. You're not going to run out of the strength that you need. Somebody say, in 2021, my cup will overflow. So watch, so watch, so watch. I'm almost done. Y'all still here? Y'all stay at the table because he prepares it. So he makes them watch him work on you. And I need you to be comfortable. I need you to be comfortable. Get on table. That's what I said. You got to be ready. You can't ask God to use you, and then when he wants to use you, you ain't ready. I need you to be comfortable, feeling vulnerable, laid out in front of strangers. But I don't need you to try to protect your reputation. He's going to cover your reputation. You just need to let him do what he's doing. Because he's making your enemies watch. Don't you worry about trying to protect your name. God says because there's conversations going on you don't know nothing about. But somebody say he's protecting my name. Thank you. All right. All right. So I told you there's a few definitions of the word bones. The first, that Hebrew word is etzim. The first is the same. Or excuse me, self. Let's do it with self. Say self. All right? 1 Corinthians 11.30. Let me tell you what God is doing in you whenever you have a valley in life. First thing he does, because he sets his equal in a valley of dry. And the bones mean self. First definition. Listen to this. God is making you deal with you. And here's the thing, you can have areas of your life where you're in a valley and areas of your life where you're at the mountain. The thing, it can be tough to figure out is like, God, why is all this good and this ain't? Why is this a struggle and this isn't? Why is this a problem and this isn't? Because you can have different areas where you've been sent for prep. 
And I need you to be okay with the fact that there's going to be always, you ready for this? There's always going to be something under construction in your life. I need you to be okay living in a construction site. I need you to be okay with the noise that sometimes comes with construction. I need you to be okay with the fact that sometimes you're trying to sleep, but the noise is waking you up. I need you to be okay with the fact that God says, yes, this room is finished, but this one is a mess. And I came, like, your attitude is good, but watch me, you still practice them generational curses. So I came over here to deal with that. Somebody say, I'm under construction. So 1 Corinthians 11 and 30, listen to this. This is why many of you are weak are ill, and some have even died. Why? Because if you would have judged yourself, you would not have been judged. Uh-oh, wait a minute. He didn't say you're weak, ill, and some have died because you made mistakes. He says some are weak, some are ill, and some have died because they're judging everybody else but themselves. Y'all ain't going to talk. They, they trying to send everybody else to hell, but they're not checking out the hell in their own house. But if you had judged, if we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. The word judge in Hebrew or in Greek, there, the language of our New Testament, it's a New Testament scripture. It means to prune or to cut. Somebody said, you need to cut it. There's certain things in your life that God says, I need you to cut. He says, so either you cut it yourself or look at the next part of the verse. Uh, look at the next part of the verse. He says, he says uh, uh, go to the next verse, please. He says, for when we are judged by the Lord, what is judged by the Lord? Pruned by force. So he says, so since you wouldn't cut that little stinking attitude, what I did, God says, is I cut it off by force. And who's going to stop me from cutting it? It's quiet in this church tonight. Oh, God. He says, and when we are judged or pruned by force by the Lord, listen, here's the good news. We are disciplined so that we won't be condemned with the world. Take this out. God says, I'm too good of a father to not pluck your feathers. God says, I'm too good of a father to let you out here with an unpruned life. What is pruning? I cut away what's dead so that I'm not spending energy on what's dead when I should be spending that energy on what's living. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, so, so check this out. So check this out. So check this out. This year, you have to be careful that you are not a Pharisee. What's that? A separatist. Us for no more. In other words, in other words, listen, let, let, let me, I come against cliques. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. I don't care. I come on. I come against cliques. I come against you trying to think that you're better than other people. Because they sin differently than you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You want to judge everybody and sit on your little YouTube page and your little Instagram page and think you're really doing something. You ain't doing nothing. For this reason, you're sick and you're dying. That's what the Bible said. Pharisees were separatists in the Bible. Their whole agenda was to create separation. And it wasn't about, listen, hey, listen, you know, we're separating because, hey, listen, we, you wilding, we don't wild. So when you want to stop wilding, we're doing that. That's appropriate. 
you messy, I'm not, so I can't deal with you. That's appropriate. So, so don't think that that means you're supposed to get in the mud and roll with folk. Mm -mm. What a separatist did was, listen, I want to find something that's different and demonize it. It's amazing. I remember when I was an associate pastor, a woman came to me. A woman came to me. I've told you all this story before. She came to me, and she had just gotten saved about a week and a half earlier. And uh, she got saved. She got saved because uh, we were walking around the community and knocking on doors and that kind of thing. The outreach team was doing that. I was an associate pastor, and uh, the woman got saved. And when she got saved, what ended up happening uh, was that she came to me. She says, Pastor, she says, I just need to talk to you. I said, baby, what you need to talk about, darling? What you need to talk about? But I just, I got a problem. I said, with what? With the, with, with the word that's being preached. I said, now, now, what you're not going to do is come against the man of God. Because I wasn't in the number one seat then, but I said, but what you're not going to do is mess with the number one seat that speaks life into me. I said, so be real careful right through here, baby. You know, it's just a feel-good gospel. I said, what, what are you talking about? You know, the Bible says be perfect. You know, and, and, and y'all are saying, you know, that, that, that you, know, you, 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 you know, God is working on you. I said, baby, weren't you smoking crack a week and a half ago? What you doing, crack, baby? A year, a week and a half ago? I said, how in the whole heaven, hell, and earth are you going to come in here and judge the very people that got you out the crack house? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I don't like your silence. How in the world are you going to be judgmental about the gospel that saved you a week and a half ago and now you're looking down on people? Baby, you just got up off. I'm going to need you to not forget where you didn't come from. Many of us do that. You've been halfway good for two weeks. And now you're judging people, not for the purpose of saying, hey, listen, I'm not into what you're into, so I, I, just, I, I can't do that. I ain't going to be able to do it. No, you're finding something to demonize. You don't want to be a Pharisee, or here's the other one you don't want to be in 2021, a Sadducee. What's the Sadducee? They're sad, you see. They're self-righteous. Here's what a Sadducee does. <laughs> uh, you know why God's been so good to me? Because I don't live like you. You want to know why I'm favored by God? This is because I don't live like you. They're self-righteous. It has nothing to do with Jesus dying for them. It has everything to do with, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Now, realizing the only reason you can do this is because he did that. Where are the people in the building and online that are grateful that the only reason I can live righteously is because when he died, he made me righteous. I'm not trying to live righteously. I'm not trying to become righteous because he died and made me righteous. I can live righteously. All right, so you don't want to be a Pharisee or Sadducee. Here's the second thing bones mean. Bones, etsum. It means the same. Here it is. I'm almost done. Same. Song of Solomon, mm -mm -mm, 2 and 15. Now, if you read Song of Solomon, you discover that Solomon, <laughs> that is, listen, that, that is the original showtime after 11 o'clock. Uh, some of y'all don't know nothing about showtime back when you had cable. But it used to be on cable channels when it got late, it was stuff that children were not supposed to be looking at. Why some of y'all, <laughs> no, they're trying to act like they don't know what I'm talking about. All right, everybody listen, everybody listen, everybody listen, everybody listen, everybody listen. 
Everybody listen. Song of Solomon. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, girlfriends that were on payroll. Listen, fellas, let's just be honest. One. How you have 700? I mean, you got a scheduled time. I mean, let's just do the math. 365 days. So just to see your wives, you got to see two a day. And then the side chick, she got to come after the two. Go. I mean, this is too much, too much. Too much. Too much. That's why Solomon, when he got old, he was just like, look, whatever you want to do, just you can have whatever you like. He was a sugar daddy when he got older. You hear me? Like, look, baby, whatever you want, you got it. <laughs> you got to have fun in church. Come on. Song of Solomon 2.15. Look what he says. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes. Now, he was wise. The only area Solomon did not have wisdom was in his relationships, which means for some of you, you can be spiritual and wise and still be a bad picker. So you got to cover your picks for 2021. You got to cover your relationship picks, your friend picks, your career picks. Somebody say, Lord, cover my picks this year. Don't pick nobody that doesn't bring benefit. Don't pick anybody that doesn't add value. Don't pick somebody just because you're desperate and lonely. You are not desperate and lonely. You are a child of the most high God. Catch us the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. So the first thing bones means is same. Here's the second, or first thing is self, second thing is same. Check this out. A fox is a verb. It means to baffle or deceive and to be cunning. To deceive and evade. What does that mean? To lie and avoid. Check out what a fox means, though. Here's the caveat to a fox. But you're drawn to it. Which means, listen, it's deceitful. And it's evasive, but I keep going to it. I know they're no good, but I keep calling. I know they're not a good friend, but I keep asking them to come to lunch. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I know they start mess, but I keep telling them my business. There's some people, when you see crazy coming, you need to cross that street. But listen, I'm almost done. Check this out. When, when Solomon says, spoil the vine, here's what that means. It destroys the connection between the soil and the grapes when they're ready for harvest. Which means a fox, a little fox, is going to show up. And it's shown up before. And it only shows up when it's time to harvest. I'm going to talk to y'all because these people ain't sitting under me over here. Which means the same thing from 2020 going to try to show up when it's time for you to harvest in 2021. And I need you to look at that fox and say, no, you may have got me last year, but you are not getting me this. Somebody say, not happening. Prophesy out of your 2021. Say, no little foxes will spoil the vines. Everybody listen, it wasn't a big fox. It was a little fox. So it's a little thing, it's a little stuff that you lie to you about. Deceitful. It's a little stuff you lie to others about. It's the little stuff you evade. There's certain conversations you could have had it, you just wanted to avoid it. So you evaded. I didn't even see them except for the 15 times you saw them. This is too much for a Wednesday. 
Y'all. <laughs> is anybody, y'all with me? Come on, Digital, y'all with me? Atlanta, y'all with me? Come on, we're, we're eating a lot of meat tonight, so can we just go up in the spirit for about 10 seconds? Come on, give God worship for 10 seconds. Let's go. 10, 9, hallelujah. 8, 7. Thank you, Lord. Let us receive this and let it fall on good ground. Five. Come on, Wednesday. Four. Come on, L.A. Three. Come on, Chicago. Two. Come on, Philadelphia. One. Somebody say, yes, Lord. All right. All right. So it's a little fox. Not a big fox. It's a little fox. It's a little fox, and it spoils the vine. It ruins, listen, the connection between the soil and the grapes. So the grapes don't get what they need. So even though they're ready for harvest, it's not fully produced because the fox came in and messed with the connection. Be careful you don't let anything break the connection this year. Can I go? Can I preach like I want to? Who's the vine? Jesus is the vine. Don't let anything break the connection and spoil the vine. This is not the year where you let people get you to not be in church. This is, listen, you don't come here for people. You come here to get the word. So you don't never let nobody in here keep you from getting the word from here because that's not what I came for. I, it's nice if we make friends, but that ain't what I came for. I came to get the word of God. This is about me getting God's word, not being your friend. Too many people in church, you let little foxes spoil vines. Now you're not receiving because of Sister Cantaloupe, Jackie and Darlene them. Y'all know it's my church characters. I got to come up with a new Cantaloupe. She was an old school church comedian. You off your square because of what somebody else doing. That ain't got nothing to do with you. I need you to look at somebody and just tell them, tell them with some strength too. Say, mind your business. Mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. What's so-and-so doing? That ain't got nothing to do with you. That's a fox. Well, I heard. Well, what do you know? I, well, they said, well, who the hell is they? I'm not cussing. Gehenna means hot trash. It's a Greek word. Look it up. From an old taker, G-E-H-E-N-N-A. All right, here's the next meeting of bones. I'm almost done. Pains. Y'all ready? Isaiah 66 and 9. In the same way, God says, I will not look at this, cause pain. Wait a minute. He saw them coming. He saw that they had the knife. He saw that you was just a happy la 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 la. And watch me, because he prepares the table in the presence of my enemies. He let them sit at the table. It made you feel good because you've been trying to fill that seat in your life. I finally got a good friend now. I finally got somebody I can confide in now. I got the Holy Ghost. Come on in here. It felt good. He wants him to come up to the table. It was like that scene in Malcolm X. Get your hand out of my pocket. And he watched him. I need you to look at the screen, everybody. He said, when I say I caused it, what that means is I allowed it. 
Because I could have rewind and you never met him. But instead, I let them walk into your life. I let that situation come into your life. I knew how that was going to end because I am omnipresent. I am omniscient, omni-all-scient, knowing everything that is to be known goes back to me. Everything you study will eventually lead you back to me. Everything that is, that is, that is, that is, that is, that is, that has been, and that will be, is me. So I could have, but I didn't. I let them sit at your table. And you know what I let them do? I disarmed you. Because normally, you say, wait a minute. I let you get comfortable. So you put your armor down. Who am I talking to in this building? And then, and then, you want to know what I did? Then, here's what I did. I let them eat your food. They took your cornbread. And then, I let them inflict pain. And here's the thing about you. You are so used to handling pain that people saw you and never knew you were bleeding. Who am I talking to? People saw you and never knew that, watch me, you were hunched over because of somebody you let get close that cut. But I need you to hear me. I need you not to freeze up. I need you not to shut down because life is a contact sport. What does that mean? You're going to take some hits and you're going to take some cuts, but you still got to keep loving. Don't judge new people because of what old people did. You might be hurt again. Guess what? You'll get over it. You might be betrayed again. Guess what? You'll get over it. You might be in pain again, but guess what? Somebody holler, I'll get over it. <laughs> I will not cause pain. I'm almost done without allowing something new and better to be born. So God says, my introduction to new and better for you was through pain. And I said, Ezekiel, in the midst of a valley of pain. And it's plural, pains. Can I get it better to say the S with me? Can I get y'all online and just type the S? Which means, which means, while this one's over here doing this, that one's over there doing that. And then this one is over here behind you. They smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place. What they do? Listen. And all the time, you ready? Y'all ready for this? You got people watching you. While you're sitting at the table, bleeding. But God says, but I'm about to do something new. And I'm about to do something better. I'm about to do something new. And I'm about to do something better. Come on, y'all, I only need about three more minutes. I'm about to do something new. And I'm about to do something better. So check this out. Pain is an unpleasant, thank you, an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience. He's a valley of self, a valley of the same, 
a valley of pains. And then watch me. Somebody say, but the tables turned. I need you to move your seat over here. I need you to move your affliction, your besiege, your pain, your saying. I need you to move all that. Put the oil in front of you. Because all of that that you've been through, I'm about to turn it into strength. Somebody say he's about to make it all strength. See, you thought it was going to take me out, but it made me. You thought it was going to take me down, but it took me up. What you meant for evil, God has turned the table. He's turned the table. But in turning the table, what he really did is change how I see what's at the table. Because he said, I laid this out for you. You've been looking at it from the seat of the victim. You've been looking at it from the seat of why me? Now you're looking at it from the seat of the victor. And you're looking at it the seat of I'm so glad it was me. You thought you had been picked on, but now you're saying, God, I was picked. You thought that God had dropped you to only discover that he had protected you. Listen, I'm almost done. Can I finish? Ezekiel 37 and 3. And he said to me, son of man, can these dry bones live? I answered, Lord God, you know. And I put the inflection on the word because he's not asking it as a question of the Lord. That's why there's no question mark. He's making it as a declarative statement to say, God, you already know this. I already know this. You already know this and I already know this. Let me see if I can say it another way. I've seen you do this before. What do you mean you've seen it do before? Well, there were some people standing at the Red Sea. And the enemy was behind them. And the enemy was coming against them. And on the other side, they were facing a body of water. Two million people, kids, animals, elderly folks that needed to be carried we can't just walk into this water. We don't know how deep it is. We don't know what we need. We can't just throw. What are we supposed to do? And on one side, come back over here. Oh, my God. On one side, God, why'd you bring us out of Egypt to put us in this valley? How do you know they're in a the valley? Because it was the Red Sea. For there to be a sea, that means there has to be a depression or a valley. Come on, be good geography students. So y'all are on this side. But what did he tell Moses? Moses, put your hands up. Put your hands up, Moses. Moses, when your hands are up worshiping, the Hebrew word there means you are receiving, yada, toda, and you're giving. Moses, one moment the table says Pharaoh is going to get y'all. But then I'm going to turn the table. 
and change your position. And the Bible says that the Lord came up behind them and protected them. It said, Moses, as long as your hands are up in worship, I'm going to blow the wind to part the sea so y'all can cross over. What are you saying? What you thought was your end. It's really a new beginning. Somebody said the tables are turning. He says, Lord God, you know. Job 22, 28, you will decide on a matter. So when he said, you know, that was his decision. He was like, let's do this. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. Somebody said, let's do this. Say, let's go. What you waiting on? Say, set it off. He says, once you decide, Ezekiel, it'll be established for you. And light's going to begin to shine on your ways. That's why at the beginning, I anointed you with fresh oil. So that at the table, you wouldn't lose your mind. Which brings us to the last definition. You ready? You know what it means, wood. What do you need wood for? To build. What is that? To set it off. Y'all with me? Come on, I need to make sure you get it. I don't just need you to shout. I need to make sure you leave with the information. It's good to be inspired, but it's, it's even better to be informed. Inspiration is like carbs. Information is like protein. And if all you are is inspired with no information, you're going to have a heavy carb diet. Try that out and see how you like it. <laughs> Say, set it off. Ezekiel 37 and 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over. What, 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 what? What? To be over something and to speak over something means I have authority over it. No one can pray over you unless they have authority over you. Other than that, you're praying for me. You can't pray over me if you don't have authority over me. Most you can do is pray for me. You can't speak over something you're not over. You missed it. Which means, hey, 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 Ezekiel, all yourself, all of the same, all of your pain, you have authority over that. So I need you to look at your pain. Speak to your pain. Because you have authority over your pain. You have authority over the same situations. About listen to me, for many of you, you're in a new year, and you're not afraid of new, you're afraid of old pain. And so for some of you, God has already thrown some of the same situations in your face and said, but I bet you won't handle it like you did last year. Who am I talking to? When this year starts, I said, uh-uh, let me tell you something. Um, we're in the midst of this project to expand and reach more people. And, and here's what I discovered about the enemy. What he likes to do when we're in the midst of that is to create problems with the personnel around me. Y'all ain't gonna say that. So, because I discerned that last time, this time I said, uh-uh, I ain't going to be able to do it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Which means when I face the same thing this year, I'm not going to handle it and stop like I did. Come on, y'all. You're not going to stop like you did last time. This time you're going to say, I have authority over that. 
Look, so I prophesied. The Lord tells me to prophesy with these dry bones, with these bones. So I prophesied. Check that out. Consistently. Say my next 12 or my best 12. So I prophesied consistently, consistently as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, first thing that happens is what? A sound. What's the sound? Sound in Hebrew there means complaining. First thing that happens when I take authority is complaining. First thing that happens when you take authority is complaining. Well, why this and why that? And I think this and I feel this and I look. I learned to never, ever take constructive criticism for people who can't construct. I just don't do it. But I just, I just feel great. Just between you and your feelings. Because if you spend your time in your life listening to people who have never done anything, and you get discouraged and you stop because of people who have never done anything. Who am I talking to? And they don't even try to make it spiritual. But if you were so spiritual, question, where your fruit? And I'm not just talking about material things. Like, you're not even halfway decent to people. You're not even forgiving. You're a battle axe. Like, what? where's your fruit? Y'all ain't going to talk. I got to quit. Y'all get that oil ready. Get that oil open ready. There was a sound, but stay in your seat, though. Because you're going to open your oil at your seat. <laughs> there was a sound. First thing is complaining. Next, a rattling. Say confusion. It's complaining and confusion. There was no complaining and confusion when the bones were dry. There was no complaining and confusion when you weren't trying to fix it. Complaining and confusion only came when you tried to bring order. Say complaining and confusion. Say, but I won't stop. I'm setting it off. Look at this last part. And the bones did what? Came together. But I need you to look closely at the last part of the verse. It's on the screen right there. Bone to its bone. Let me back that thing up. Bones to what? Its bone. Well, wait a minute. How did the bones know what its fit was? How did this bone know I need to connect to this bone? Because, Ezekiel, you never told them how to arrange themselves. In other words, here's what's happening in your 2021. There's things you didn't know where they fit. But in your 2021, you're going to be in the positions and the places that you... You don't even know what type of person to pray for. But in 2021, God's going to say, but I'm going to bring you the right fit. Shut your mouth. You don't even know what type of job you want. But God says, I'm going to make sure you have the right fit. You don't even know what school you want to study at. But I'm going to make sure it's the right. And the bones came together. Bone to its bones. 
can I finish the word? I'm over time, but can I finish it? Are you sure? Promise you ain't gonna be mad. Y'all know I'm good either way. I love you. I love you, Horace. Listen, verse 8. They came together, but look at this, but there's no breath in them. In other words, this is incomplete. It's not done. <laughs> it's not finished. Look at what God said. Okay. So what you going to do then? Prophesy to the breath. What is he saying? Do what worked again. Some of y'all, you were faithful in what you were taught. You watched it work. And you're like, oh my God, but there's this thing that's incomplete. Well, guess what? Do what worked again. And here's the last part, and then we're done. Y'all ready? And I need your praise to go on 10 right here. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, what? What? Say to the breath. What? This, this, Lord, come on now. Come on now. Y'all get it in a second. Come on now. Say to the breath. Come on, everybody say to the breath. Here's what God was saying. You have the power to call in whatever you need. What does that mean? I'm never, watch me, I'm never further than a prophecy away. I'm never further than a prayer away. And I can call in what I need. Some of you say you need a fresh start, call it in. Some of you say you need a new beginning, call it in. Some of you say you need strength, call it in. Some of you say I need to shake this bad attitude, call it in. Some of you say I need to break these, call it in. Open your mouth and say I'll call it in. Whatever I need, I can call it in. Well, I need somebody to fill this position in my company, call it in. I need, somebody to, I need somebody to fill this position in my life. Call it in. Y'all ain't going to say, I need this loan to get this business done. Call it in. If you call it in, they're going to call you on the phone and say, hey, we heard you were looking for some money. I ain't never called y'all. He'll make them call you because you called it in. Prophesy, speak it. Prophesy, speak it. Prophesy, speak it. Prophesy, speak it. And look at verse 10. Oh, my God. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Any building that at home, I need you to stand, please. Verse 10. And they lived and they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. He started in this valley by himself. He walked out with an army. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You started in this valley. Thank y'all. Move that, please. You started in this valley just you you gonna walk out with a whole staff can I prophesy out of my entrepreneurs for just a moment you started in this valley trying to figure out how you were gonna make it happen but you gonna call it in and everything you need by the time you get to December 2021 you're gonna be like Ezekiel walking out of this bad boy with an army you started with bad credit, but you're going to walk out with 800. Yep. You started in depression. You're going to walk out encouraging other people that were in depression. You started in anxiety. Say they lived, they stood exceedingly great. 
Somebody say the table's turning. So you need fresh oil. I need to move very quickly. Did y'all get some of this word? Today, if you're watching me online or you're in this building and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. Jesus died for you to have life and life more abundantly. He's not mad. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to him. The tables are turning for you. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Woman, I have no clue where things stand with the Lord. Tonight's your night to be sure. In the building, I'm going to ask that you simply slip up your hand when I count to three. Online, I'm going to ask that you the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. What a great first Wednesday, right? To God be the glory. To God, to God be the glory. Come a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, to be sure. In the building, hands up, online, hand wave emoji. <laughs> hand wavy emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three, respond right now, wherever you at. Wherever you at, wherever you at. Hallelujah. 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 I see you. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. At the beginning of the year, you anoint my head. You anoint the beginning with fresh oil, with fresh oil. I'm anointed for this year. My next 12 are my best 12. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or now and be sure, can I get you to text the word decision to 55498 from your mobile phone, even your Android, it'll go through. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations! The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.